Hey everybody, welcome back to Beers and Careers. This is your host, Mark Gustinelli. And as always, Beers and Careers is brought to you by the people at the Davis Companies, www.daviscos.com. That's D-A-V-I-S-C-O-S.com. Lots of news in, uh, about tech layoffs, etc. Um, happy to tell you that there's a ton of companies still hiring. So if you're looking for your next opportunity in the engineering, IT, or manufacturing field, certainly reach out to the folks at the Davis Companies. Uh, today's guest is Vanessa White. Uh, awesome story about um, her and her sister starting Jaju Pierogi. Um, back, I believe, in January of kind of 2020, they only had about 100 stores that were selling their pierogies. And through hard work and hustle in March of 23 here, uh, they're up to about 1,500 stores and, and moving into different parts of the country. So phenomenal story about uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, kind of just sweat equity, but also the personal development that goes along with the professional development along the way. So Cheers. love Cheers. connecting with Vanessa. Her story is inspirational. Kind of. I think you'll enjoy it as yeah, well. Check it out. for the audience, but um, we had our first real blunder, maybe not our first real blunder, our first public blunder for sure on Beers and Careers when we recorded another podcast over Vanessa's episode about a, about three or four months ago. Yeah, but honestly, I think I'm in better, I might be a better story now. I, Even better. I know. I've been story. following along. It's yeah. kind of cool that like we met and then I was able to follow along yeah. in the story and try try my fair share of pierogies. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. That's that's what we're here for. But yeah, I think now I might have even more entertaining stories yes. and or insight. Yeah, the along the journey. Yeah. It's in a much different place. Crazy how just a few months. I know. I know. Uh, I was just talking to my supplier manager at UNFI. UNFI is like a national distributor, and so I have someone who's dedicated to kind of my account. It's We're in like this program that's called Up Next. It's an up and coming program. Uh, and so I uh, recently wrapped the story of Jaju Pierogi at a, a trade show in Orlando, Florida last week. I and I won, uh, free, I, I won this pitch slam because I wrapped. And then I also- so Fresh, I to, Fresh Prince Fresh of Bel-Air. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yes. yep, yep. yep. Um, and, because I won, I won a free trade show. Like I won oh. a free entrance to a trade show for UNFI. And so I basically have to choose between like Mohegan Sun in June okay. and, or Las Vegas in September oh. is my free show. And it's just kind of to your point, tying back to what you said, it's like Las Vegas obviously mostly focuses or there's a lot more weight on the West Coast accounts. Yeah. Yes. Um, whereas Mohegan obviously pulls a lot from the Northeast and then like down the coast. And I was saying to her, like, I think there's more opportunity in Las Vegas because we are so densely distributed in the Northeast. But we have, we're not in all of those distribution centers because you have to open up, you have to have a, an anchor account or enough interest to open up a distribution center because they won't just like take frozen product and right. let it sit there. But I was like, I honestly, like, things are moving so fast. Like, I feel like by September, like, I will have more. West Coast. West Coast. And so I, I, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I can't even tell you what my life is going to look like in August. It's, it's wild. But it's great. It's tremendously great. fulfilling. So it's good. So now, clue in the audience mm -hmm. to your, your and your sister's company. Sure. So Jaju Pierogi is the company. And so Jaju is J-A-J-U. And it's the phonetic spelling of grandfather, which is D-Z-I-A-D-Z-I-U in Polish. We make pierogi, obviously, hence the name. Uh, we started in 2016 uh, on my kitchen table, which was has never recovered from that time. Uh, we started with our grandfather's recipe. We went to so when my fam my family has a deli. Um, my grandfather and his siblings started it back in like the 60s, and it kind of evolved. But I worked there when I was in middle school. Like we make a lot of they make a lot of products, but they do make pierogi, they make kielbasa, they make guamki, they make all these Polish foods. So I worked there in middle school along my elders and like my grandfather would give me $40 a day or $40 for a Saturday. And I thought it was like the richest person in the world. But I learned how to make the pierogi. And we always had those pierogi in our family freezer. Like it was like our mac and cheese. If you were hungry, you threw pierogi in the, in the pan. And like it was just totally normal to us. And as we kind of grew up and had our first roommates and first boyfriends and whatever, people started saying like, hey, where'd you get those? Or maybe they hadn't tried them yet and they really got to like them. And we saw that there was an opportunity. We kind of joked around about it for a while um, in a sense. And then like we were, you know, we did it 
we said, let's just like try it. And we figured it out. There's no documentation anywhere for how to start a business. Mm, no. Not <laughs> in like a food business, like super intimidating to start a business. Um, and so, yeah, we started, we went to my grandfather's store. He was no longer around. My uncle runs it now. And we like got the handwritten recipes and everyone laughed at us and they were like, you're going to lose your shirts. Uh, and we started making them at my kitchen table and we put them in like Ziploc bags and handed them out to friends mm. and got some feedback. Cause the recipes we started with were for like 500 pierogi. Okay. And so we had to trim it down because luckily like he had that recipe for the store. So it was larger scale. We had to kind of cut it down to an amount that we were comfortable with, like, on my kitchen table. Um, and then once we did, and the other thing about the recipe was, like, it's super, you know, like, every family, if you have, like, a sauce recipe or anything, it was, like, six handfuls of salt. It's like, okay, like, right. whose handful? Not standardized. Like, just, yeah. you know, what's, which way is the wind blowing today? Like, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so, yeah, so we got our recipe down and built it up. To we kind of like built it up over time as we kind of grew. We started doing more farmers markets, and then after a year, it was like too much. Our you know we were doing our corporate jobs, and people were like, "What are you doing this weekend?" I'd be like, uh, "Making pierogi and selling them at a farmers market." And they're like, "Cool, <laughs> cool story." I'm gonna go to the bar, um, and so yeah, so that it got to be too much, and so we left and we started doing it full time in 2017. And since we have grown to do events first of all we started doing events breweries major music festivals all those things around the region that's how we grew our brand awareness and now we're shortly going to be in like 1500 stores and that has gone like we were in 100 stores in january of 2020 yep so our business has just really especially in the past year like really exploded in terms of our distribution i remember i'm like I want to say January of, of 2022, I was like, this year I want to get down to Washington, D.C. Like, that's how far I want to distribute. And then, like, we were actually down, like, all the way to Florida mm. by the end of last year. And then now we're going to be in, like, half of the country, I think, maybe more. It's an impressive run. Which is... Um, and it's kind of an exponential, right? Like, it was a lot yeah. more um, farmers markets, festivals, breweries, as you alluded to, mm -hmm. and now this grocery store. Yeah, so... Ooh. Our long-term goal has always been distribution because we noticed that there was just Mrs. T's on the grocery shelf, and there wasn't someone making a high-quality pierogi that like reminded you of your families or you know the Polish church around the corner or whatever. There weren't those on the shelf, so we knew that there was an opportunity, and that was always the goal. Now we got caught, I think, like in the first few years of our business, we were nearly like a seasonal business, which is crazy because mm. pierogi it's like a christmas cold weather food like it's a comfort food but we started we were just doing like the brewery circuit because you know they talk about luck sometimes and i feel like the we've had some luck i think one of the things is that we started right when like breweries were really cool and taking off and like they're popping up and so people would be like so excited that there was a brewery in their town and they would show up and then there's like this Polish, like this pierogi pop up. And it was like they hadn't seen pierogies in forever. And it was just like this culmination of things. So we really build our, built our brand in the first few years doing like the festivals, yeah, the breweries. But when 2020 came, like even before COVID was a thing, we knew that year we wanted to do more of a shift to oh. wholesaling, to stores. Like we kind of, we were just caught. We were stuck in that event, like mm -hmm. just dedicating all of our time to the events. I would say the beginning of 2020, like five to 10% of our income was dedicated to wholesaling to stores, like selling to stores. And then like 90% was, was like events, meaning farmers markets, uh, like pop-ups, festivals. And by the end of 2020, obviously COVID helped a lot <laughs> with that. Yeah. We flipped that percentage. Right. But your strategy was already that before COVID hit. Yes. Yeah. That's serendipitous. Yeah. Luckily, we had some distribution in place. Leading into COVID, we were working with some smaller regional distributors, and the demand through them went crazy. Mm. And then having to learn how to scale, not only for them, but then we launched, like, meal kits, and, like, we were just doing a lot of hustling at the time. Yeah. You know, COVID was, like, a game we had to beat. That was, like, how we saw it. And so... Learn, we really learned how to scale our business and produce more. And that gave us the confidence to then pursue other 
distributors, other store chains, like knowing we could do it. So COVID was like, put us to the test. And then that's kind of, I think what you're seeing now with like this exponential growth is that we've figured it out. We've not that we figured it out. That's a, that's a joke. We we're still figuring it out every day. When I wake right. up, I'm figuring it out. But like we figured out like what our our potential is for production mm. and growth, um, which then allows us to like confidently pursue other chains and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so you it it feels to me like in the couple short months we've known each other, mm-hmm. the clarity around what you want to do and how to do it. Like just, and obviously I just follow along via Instagram, so <laughs> it's not like we're talking yeah. weekly, but like it just appears that way. It certainly, yeah. it certainly, it certainly appears that way. So. I think too, it helped. So we, you know, I think it was like this last year was really, yeah, it was a lot of figuring out what the next path, like, I feel like we had like, we came to a fork in the road, but the fork was like, three or four paths. Yes. Um, we were looking at the beginning of 2022 for at like new spaces, trying to think about like building out our next space because our current space, while like we were able to function in it, some of the logistics limitations were painful, like loading dock, like just things you do not think about. You know, we were starting, we were shipping pallets. So it was like the loading dock was too high. And then to get to the other loading dock, you had to go through the freight elevator that was used by like a hundred other tenants. And it was just like a lot of that stuff. Um, so we started looking at other spaces, which are like non-existent in the Boston area, because just like every every area, every um, urban area in the United States, anything that's like an industrial space is basically getting bought up for condos. Right. It's just like not, no one's motivated to rent a factory building as like a factory building or an industrial space. They just are like, oh, these would make really cool loft condos. Right. And like, right. so. Um, the real estate's just worth it. It's all. just worth yeah. a lot more versus like the rate you're going to get for industrial. So we really struggled to find a space. And then we also wanted to pursue making our kielbasa pierogi, which mm. was, we required a USCA permit. It's like a different yeah. license. I was going to say, I haven't had that. Yeah, it's coming little okay. by little. Right. Um, and so we like kind of pursued getting that permit in our space. And that was just like really overwhelming. And so it's just kind of like all these things kind of came together where we had this mentor in the, in like the food space that was maybe like 20 years ahead of us that had a production facility or two production facilities on the South Shore. And we had like t- here and there gone, gone there over the past few years to kind of look at their setup and say, oh, oh, that's, we need that machine. What is that called? Because something that you find in like food production is that you'll have a problem but you don't really know what the machine is called to fix it. And they don't like sell these machines on Amazon. Right. Or like even just, you have to find like a specialty food manufacturer that isn't necessarily like working on SEO on their website. So it's like really hard to find. Yes, but we do have the benefit of our local area. It does have a lot of food manufacturing. Yes. Shockingly. Yeah, so like we went to this, we would go to this facility and be like, okay, oh, there's a machine that like weighs and counts the product and puts it in a bag. Like what's that called? a way counter like oh my god okay um but like just things like that so we would go and visit and then when we started like researching this kielbasa pierogi it kind of i don't remember how the kind of the stars aligned or like how it came we thought about this but they have a usda permit okay and i also they bought the same equipment that we have to make the dumplings and i actually trained them on it like so you're like oh they have the same machines. So there's like no training. Like they're using it. It's just like our mold that we use. Mm-hmm. And they have a USDA facility. So maybe we have them make it. And then it was like, oh, well, okay, maybe if that goes well, then we can start like testing out our other flavors. So we did our first test run with them in like October with the kielbasa, I would say. It was October. And then we're like, okay, like in two weeks, we'll do like one day where we run potato and cheese. And we were just like very, we were like, oh, maybe in like six months we can transition this over. Well, in the meantime, we like landed Stop and Shop. Then we landed QFC, which is like 60 stores belonging to Kroger in like Seattle and Portland. 
and then now it sprouts and it's just like we went it went real fast from being like yeah we'll just be there like once every two weeks like testing out our flavors to be like uh we need to be here five days a week like can you please help us like find space for us to produce um and so like sprouts sprouts has ordered like i don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of pierogi? I would say like five hundred to seven hundred thousand pierogi. So what do you pr- yeah? What are you producing a week now in pierogies? So uh, I would say like a hundred and forty thousand pierogi. No, that's not is that even real. It's like it's like yeah, it's like thirty thousand pierogi a day. So one hundred fifty thousand pierogi a week, if not more. But I would say, oh yeah, we're running six days a week currently. So wow. Um, yeah, hundred. Let's just say one hundred eighty thousand pierogi a week. Um, and that's like a necessity of meeting these sprouts orders for sure. Very cool. Yeah. Very never mind cool. everything else that also like all of our other accounts that also right. are like coexisting with this, you know? So, wow. yeah. So it would like, you know, we're now, we have a vacant advertisement. We have a vacant 3,000, 3,200 square foot space in Lynn yeah. that we are trying to rent out. That's like fully built out. And my friends will be like, my other food business friends will be like, Oh, how is your? It's empty. Like, how is it empty? Like, how did you not plan better? And it's like, dude, this just came like a wave. It flies. Yeah. It was just like a tsunami that made us like our whole business was just like, okay, now we're co-backing. So, um, is your co-backer ready to continue to expand? Yeah, I mean, I think what we're so the initial orders for these groceries chains are always like insane, and then you level out, and like they just are order like this is like loading up, and then or front loading, and then they'll like pull from that, and then they'll kind of it'll even out. It'll definitely be a big account for us, but it won't be like this insane. Yeah, you know, it won't be like this insane all the time. Um, That being said, we are already it's already like on our plan to find. A, probably a West Coast co-packer um, because the shipping also gets yeah, like to be a lot yeah. when frozen all around the country. So that's like next on the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big That's thing. very cool. So yeah. um, in true Beers and Careers fashion, it wouldn't be good if people didn't get to know your background because you did not go to school for pierogies. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, it's a very specific major, pierogies. <laughs> yeah, right. I was not accepted to the program. I'm right. just kidding. No. Um, well, you, I know you love to travel, and I know you, yeah. you had a uh, very, like, just can you share maybe sure. what you thought you were going to do? And Yeah, so I was a true language nerd, like travel nerd, language nerd, uh, really into politics, international relations. So I went to Tufts. Like, I, I should, I guess, even before that, like, in high school, just extreme nerd all around. Like I, my friends and I would like sit around and look for like summer programs to participate in. Like it was, it was like that was like our crazy Friday night. I remember <laughs> like finding this program run through Tufts actually that was in the French Alps, that was like international relations in French. And I was studying French at the time in school, and it was just like, oh my god, this is my perfect program, and like this is what I, you know. And so I like begged my parents, and so I went. Even like the summer, like it was like the summer before my senior year of high school to France for the summer and like lived with this host family and did this whole thing. But so I was super language nerd. So I went to Tufts um, again. Yeah. For international relations, French and Italian. I triple majored, always an overachiever at life. That was what happened. Um, And then I worked for like a lot of like international companies doing various roles, but like account management, marketing, marketing. project management, like I'm just kind of- You wanted international business. I wanted international business. And I think that like what I saw myself doing, and if you talk to my sister, by the way, I think I've covered that. My sister is my business partner. Um, She's four and a half years younger. She went to Bentley and so she did like business, right? Um, I kind of just saw myself like when I was 26, I was like director of operations at a startup. Like I kind of just saw myself like climbing the corporate ladder and being successful in that way. Um, my sister always wanted to have her own business. Mm. And so for me, like when we started it, it was really about the legacy of carrying on like our grandfather's name and his recipes. And like, while we've always been super aligned and like what, you know, as it grew, what we wanted it to be, I don't think I would be happy working for somebody else again. Like I don't, that doesn't bother. I'm happy working for myself, but I'm also, we'd be fine. She's like, I could never work for anybody ever again. Right. Um, so yeah, so I, I just, I liked the international element. I worked for an Italian company for several years where I was like back and forth from between Boston and Rome. I'd be in mm-hmm. Boston for a month, Rome and for Rome for a month, back and forth, back and forth. Um, 
And so like once we grow this or like now that, you know, I'm we're co-packing, I am a remote worker, which is like a wild thing for me. I can't. Yeah, even. it's perfect. It's right? like, yeah. it, well, it's just like it's great. It's like, oh, my gosh, I can travel. I can work from anywhere except for my ball and chain, my dog. <laughs> That I, he doesn't he hasn't figured out how to fly yet I guess but like uh, that is is wild to me like the time management element that goes along with it mm. but um, I think like you know once we grow this business if we continue to participate in it or if we sell it yeah my future is like inter- bouncing between international places yes. and that's 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 your jam. That's and my I, jam. And I didn't let the audience get to know you. You what is we're drinking Modelo. Oh yeah, yeah. What yeah. is your favorite cocktail? Oh, cocktail. We're or going drink, cocktails? or drink okay, or drink. Like, I, what, like when oof, you you're I'm a like, beer. You're a beer. I'm a beer girl yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I uh, cocktails are like you got me into these. Oh yeah, because these. I was I'd never had the Negro variety. Yeah, I I like the dark beer. I mean, yeah. I like. I like all beers except I don't enjoy like. As you wear your Allagash hoodie. I know <laughs> I I came branded. Um, I went to Allagash for my birthday in September, and Very they nice. treated us like royalty because I was like, "Hi, I'm from Jaju Pierogi, and like I'll bring you some pierogies." And so we came. We had like two free rounds of beer. Like I got a free piece of swag. Like I love it. It was they go. We got like a private tour. It was oh, cool. it was amazing. Very cool. Uh, so Allagash is the best um obviously they're known for being like super classy but yeah i'm a beer girl i don't like pilsners because they just endlessly remind me of college i don't Mm -hmm. know i can't get rid of it i get that um and i don't like you know like the pastry stout i don't like sweet stuff really like pastry stouts or like bourbon not a i don't like bourbon or whiskey or any of that in my normal drinking so like anything that's like the bourbon barrel aged blah yeah, blah blah like fan. not good and I also am like fairly tiny so like if I, I I'm not I'm like why do I need to drink a nine percent beer yeah. Yeah. I'll be like asleep I don't know so what is your go-to like so, if, you go, if you if you're like on the way mm, home mm-hmm. what are you grabbing so I got a lot of free beer for a very long time because I, I did at the brewery circuit but I would say that for I'll just name a couple different styles so like Obviously, you know, an Allagash White is so classic. Like, that's, you know, I, that's easy. I really love, this is kind of going big name with this, but whatever. I really love the Harpoon Winter Warmer. Okay. Which, like. Yeah. It's a good beer. I just, I don't know. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's is been it, 60 I, degrees out this winter. but like if it's like a nostalgic thing for me. I mean, drinking warmer. out of a bottle. I mean, I'm drinking right. out of a bottle here. Yeah. But, yeah, so there's that. It's like, that means Christmas to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it was colder, it would feel more seasonal. Right, right. right. Um, for IPAs, I say that like if I if, if I was going to recommend an IPA to anybody that they could find pretty regularly, I would say the Castle Island Fiver. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Which is like, I think it's like six percent, so it's really manageable, and it's it ages so well. Like mm. I don't drink beer very quickly mm. in my house. I drink more socially. Yeah. And so I can get a four pack and like not drink them quickly. And it, a lot of IPAs, like you crack them open, like if you leave them for a couple months and you're like, ooh, okay, mm. I'll drink this, but only because it's just me. Yes. And like, yeah. But that beer like can last for a while and still fresh. be fresh. Yeah. yeah. So those are, I would say, are the. That's a pretty good summary, by the way, on a show called Beers and Careers. Cool. You know, that was that was phenomenal. Yeah. Do you have a favorite curse word as a fellow asshole? Oh man, any any curse word, but I would say I probably drop the F bomb pretty yeah. regularly. That tends to be um, that's a perennial favorite. Yeah, and you know what's really great is that my mom has now started to regularly drop the F bomb too yes. because I I don't know if we've like reached a certain age or she just yes. literally doesn't give a fuck anymore there herself, but it's, yes, I feel like my mom won't do it with me because of like I'm her son, maybe. <laughs> but like my dad has certainly leaned in, and she doesn't mind when I swear as much. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's isn't that funny. We do we we left that phase of life. Yeah, where but that the, was like a thing. What swearing that are, in front of your parents? Oh yeah, no, yeah. no. It's uh, I think it's, it's just no, it's normal. Yeah, normal now. And it's funny. I'm talking about this supplier manager. Going back to being a asshole, she was like. I have the best. She's like North or New England based, or she has New England suppliers. And she was like, I swear, like every like a lot of times, like my suppliers like always win this pitch slam, like because mm. you're supposed to be 
it's the person who's like entertaining yes. can kind of win. And I was like, that's because your video was awesome. Thank you, way. thank you. It was great. It came out. It went. It was. I was very. I was nervous. I could. I was thinking that. I was like, I wonder how much she practiced. Oh, a lot in front of my mirror because, and my dog. Because sure. your sister videotaped it. No, a friend of friend. mine in the audience. My okay. sister was not there. Okay, okay. Because I remember watching it on Instagram, being like, that takes some courage. Yeah. Well, so I'll I'll circle back to that. But the supplier manager was like, Yeah, my suppliers like win pretty often. And I'm like, You're coming from the land of like comedians, of people right. who have like right. no filter. Like up in New England, like we don't give a shit. No. We have no filter. Like we're just gonna get up there and be like, This is me. And there's a lot of wit. And there's, there's wit. It's like the land of like all like ninety yeah. percent of comedians come out of here because this is the life we live. Um but yeah, so the the, the with, with train with practicing the rap. So my friend had told me about. So I got invited to this pitch slam, and it's like me against five other businesses, um, and they're all like up and coming businesses. And so I messaged my friend, who was a he's a what you call like a buyer for a grocery mm-hmm. group, like two stores in the South Shore, which is just the person. I realized there's a lot of lingo in yes. grocery that like. <laughs> is natural to me now, but like maybe not be clear. So a buyer is just someone who's like the person responsible for making the purchases for the stores. Yeah. Procurement. Um, Like that. And like deciding on new products, like Mm -hmm. all that. So like when I call a store or call on a store and I want to like pitch my product, I'll say like, hi, who's responsible for buying for the frozen grocery section? Like that's how I ask for the right person. Are you cold calling often? If it's a small store, yeah. like if it's obviously if it's a large train, large train, woohoo, um, ch- large chain, <laughs> like like I'm talking like Harris Teeter now yeah. or um, like Ingalls is another one, yeah, Publix, or, like Publix, big. whatever. Yeah. There's a person in a corporate office yeah. at an email bo- inbox. But then if you're talking more to like two to three, like a group of like two to three stores, there's yeah. someone who's like literally on the ground and yeah. so you can call a store and oh, cool. ask for them. Um, and I can like, there's like a little bit of a sales strategy that we have going on with that too. But anyway, uh, so I asked my friend who's a buyer and he was like, you have to be, going back. this is going back to the pitch slam. He's like, you have to be entertaining because no one that gets up there who's right. like, hi, my name is Vanessa right. and I sell pierogies and this is how the velocity of our product is. Like no one's ever going to win like, win like that. Um so I was like, all right, challenge accepted, given that I'm flying to Orlando. Like yes. I have to, I'm flying to Orlando. Of course, like every airline has 8 billion different fares now. Like, And so it's like JetBlue basic, but I added a checked bag for my trade show things, but I don't have a carry-on. It's right. like, oh my God. It's, it's like, it is insane. It's miserable. I'm on Team Delta hard because it's mean, normal. It's just I, it is. I, I, yeah. like, I like Delta too. It's just like those yeah, Delta didn't have, I looked at them, they didn't have the right flight times. When yes. I originally, and I yes. wasn't participating in this pitch slam when I was going originally. Right. So I was like, all right. I thought I toyed with like printing out like a big, like setting the FedEx Kinko's, this big like life-size cutout of like the pierogi from the um, Pittsburgh Pirates. You know how oh, they yeah. race? Yes. Like that, they have Mrs. T's on the cap yes. and they're doing this whole thing, like crossing out Mrs. T's and like slapping. I like played with all these ideas and I was like, all right, I don't have, like, that's too stressful. I don't have the space. Like, I got oh, whatever. So I was like, all right, I can bring a big speaker and I'm going to rap. Yeah. There you go. So I wrote the rap. I listened a lot to, Fre- a lot to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like the extended version. I would like, write the lyrics as I was going through the, you know, the song. And then I found like the right instrumental version on YouTube, practiced a lot in front of my dog and in front of my mirror. And my dog was like, what is, what is this? And on? I pulled like my shades. I couldn't have my neighbors see me like just kind of grooving in my bedroom. So, um, yeah. And like, I kind of knew I had it. I was like, I was the last one to go. Okay. And I kind of knew that, like, my chances were good because... You were underwhelmed thus far? They were just... They didn't get the memo, and I feel bad. I mean, like, no, I don't feel bad. But, like, <laughs> I... They didn't have a resource like I did to tell, yeah. tell them that, like, you're not just getting up and being like, this is it's my... A, it's a comedy bit. Yeah. Like, you have to be memorable. Mm-hmm. So, um, so once, like, a like three went, I was like, okay, these have all just been, like, as if they're pitching to investors, yes. right? Um, so I kind of felt a little bit more confident knowing that like I could, I could mess up and I'd still be like funny. Yes. But it was like, I kept saying, keep saying, 
you know, when you're rapping, like you're trying to hit the beat. And like if yeah. you throw in like one more syllable that you're not supposed to, like a uh or a the or something, like you're off. Yeah, it's not going to help. So <laughs> that was really the pressure. I'm fine with speaking in front of people, but it was just like the pressure of like, Hitting that, I did, hitting that I, beat. I did watch the video and go, what a badass. That was my first one. I was like, what a, what a fucking badass. Like, what a sick way to do a pitch was my, like, immediate well, reaction. And like, I like, can you send me that video? I will. I will send you. I put it on YouTube because I've decided it's going to be part of my sales pitch now. So, like, because people saw me at that, saw me do it. And, like, oh, I had so many UNFI reps, like, the, the distributor reps, like, the salespeople come up to me and be like, hey, that was, you know, or, like, stores. Stores that I've been trying to get in touch with who, like, have never responded to a freaking email be like, hey, nice job with the pitch slam. Like, that took a lot of balls. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't know how you got to weave that into your marketing all the time. I told them. So what I didn't, the reel, everybody, I posted on my personal page. Oh, it is on your personal page. Okay. Yeah, it's on my personal page. But um, I didn't pay attention. I think it cut it. Cut it. I don't know if yeah, you can, you can yeah. make reels longer. Why, yeah, I think that's why. I you can it. make reels longer. I have to do that. I have to post this to the business page. I'm yeah. contemplating when I'm going to do it. But at the end, I literally say, like, just so you know, I will be sliding into your inboxes as the pierogi girl that rapped from yes, now on. Yes. Like, that is how I'm going you to be positioning myself. You post it when you go to Vegas or yeah, I mean, Mohegan. I, well... No, this, Too far those out. people are not like the people who are watching the social media are like customers going to the store. Yep. Okay. So I'm just gonna post it for entertainment yes. on like a Friday or a Monday. Just, yeah. But um, true. Yeah. Okay. So it was really it was it worked out really well. I got a lot of attention at the show, and like it's led to a lot of conversations with groups of stores that maybe have been a little elusive yeah. or whatever. So it's been, Made you it's more been good. It was worth it. No, uh, through this like crazy journey mm -hmm. of the exponential growth, do you track? You must track. Do you care or have like metric goals on the social media piece? Oh gosh. Yeah. So social media is, I mean, it's hard because I feel like, right, like they're always changing it's the its algorithm. Own, it's its own job. Right. And so I have relied extremely heavily on social media for the past seven years to like create a following for our yeah. business. You do a great um, job. And like you do a good job. I do. I, so like that's so, so my sister it does finance and operations and I do sales and marketing for the most part. She does she yeah. was doing sales and she has like some accounts she still wants to pursue. But that's how you're dividing labor. But that's like. yeah how we're dividing it now. Um, so actually, my thing is is like I'm actually I'm still focused on social media, but I'm actually focused on like other parts of marketing now. Um, like I want to do more. Google AdWords, SEO. Oh. Um, okay. And like PR stuff, um, getting our pierogi into hands of some like, you know, there's so many newsletters out there like that people read. I'm I like, know. how do you have time? But no, people read these newsletters. I read the morning Brew. Right. So my, my, my friend said Morning Brew. Uh, my sister, you know, people like The Skim. Like, yeah. There's some that are out. There's a lot of them out there that I, yeah, like that I need help with because if we could just like partner with some of them and they write yes. a piece, like there's a lot of other things that I just have not had time to do that like now, haha, <laughs> right. maybe I'll have time to do. Um, the I'm definitely a creative marketer. I always keep saying that. So like, the social media stuff comes very easily it's to fun. me. It's fun for It's you. like my brain. It's yeah. like what you see on the Jaju Pierogi Instagram is yeah. like my brain at yeah. work. Like it is a direct translation. Like, like my sister doesn't even have access to it. Like it's just me <laughs> fucking around on the Jaju Instagram. It's good. So like the voice, it like is everything good. is just me. Yeah. So it's just very easy. It comes easily to me. Um, trying to like face, it's like crazy how Instagram and Facebook are the same company, but like their stuff does not, not the translate. Same. Yeah. Like, the reels, like now Instagram pushes reels, but right. like if Facebook, like video doesn't really translate to Facebook. I don't even go on Facebook anymore. So like, but I know like there's a certain audience on right. there. And so oh, it's a just, huge audience. It's a huge like yeah. older audience that's also very engaged. I also like try, you know, there's a lot of brands that have like more followers than us, but then I go and I look like at their posts and like they might have like eight, 20,000 followers, but they're getting like, 
you know, 80 likes yeah, on the, a photo. the engagement of the followers is really low. Is really low. And so, like, we have just under 10,000 followers, but, like, they're so engaged. Yeah. And they're invested. And so that, to me, is more important, even though, like, I'm like how the hell do I, like, I keep adding Are followers? Are you a Gary Vaynerchuk fan? I don't know. Oh. He's, okay. inter- he's an interesting guy, because, like, okay. I am not okay. wired like you are. Mm. Like, for me... Mm-hmm. That's more like a forced thing. Yeah. Like even the beers and careers videos I make and stuff, like I, I'm like doing it like I go to the gym. Like I know it's good for yeah. me, but I don't like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, nice, um, nice, yeah. But uh, he's got some really good, he's like a creative marketer okay. guy who really helps people with that kind of okay. stuff. And so that was like, out. for you, I think it would be like all the technical bullshit that you hate about it. Yeah. He sifts through that. Well, so yeah, so I'm not like an analytical marketer. Right. So that's why right. like the ad where, like I'm starting to work with someone on the AdWords SEO part. Which will be like if someone in Texas set, like searches like where do I find pierogi near me, then like we pop up. Like right. that's the stuff. Right. Because I've also concluded, I maybe correctly or incorrectly, I extrapolate a lot of my own behaviors. Yes. To marketing. I think that's a good way to do it, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not everybody. You can make but, mistakes. But yeah. I think it's a. Uh, the only way to really do it is to put yourself in the shoes of others, right? So that's like so, you're going to have some bias doing that. I like One of the things that I've thought about is that there are brands and there are products that I buy regularly at the grocery store. And yeah. I like buy them. I don't buy others. Like mm. I'm invested. But I would never think to go follow them on social media. Like Agreed. You know, like yeah. I buy, yeah. like I always say, like I buy, like let's just say, like Dave's Killer Bread. Like yeah. I buy that one. Like I'll buy, like Guardian. I'm vegetarian. Like Guardian Chicken Fingers. Like I'm never gonna go follow Guardian. I mean, like maybe, but like Guardian or like yeah. Dave, like I'm never gonna be like, ooh, I want to go follow that. Like right. I'm never thinking that. Yeah, there's no so, like draw to it. Yeah, so like I try to create a lot of fun content, but I am also realizing that like people can be very invested in our brand without ever interacting with us online. Right. You know, and so really, but I do think that, you know, there's, yeah, I need to, I'm starting to work on the other elements of marketing that I haven't done yet. Um, And we'll continue to do the social media stuff for sure. That makes sense. How, how, like what I wanted to talk to you about, because I, uh, I remember your post on Valentine's Day, the second half of your post, and I was texting you about it. And and you were like, was that last week? What day is it? It was this week. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I was in Atlanta. Wait, which one? Was it the The one one where you were like, the one where you're like, I finally am so enjoying what I'm doing. I don't care about what. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, and I I just thought to myself. My personal post. I wasn't sure if you're talking about the job post. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm talking about your personal post. And I just, I was like interested since I knew you were coming on this week to be like, how has like, do you feel like you've, uh, I mean, changed, yes. But, like, what's different about life for you in terms of, like, uh, it seems like there's a stronger sense of confidence in day-to-day life because, like, you, yeah. cause you're f- successful. But, like, like, it just seemed like that post to me was, like, oh, this is a person that's, like, really reflecting yeah. on, like, I don't know, I'm yeah. going to make up a time, the last five years of their life, <laughs> and really happy about yeah. where they're at. And it was just, like, oh, I'm, really like, interested because I think that – Content is is interesting for a beers and careers follower who might be doing something that they didn't think they were going to be doing. They start to find out they like to do it. And it kind of puts the horse blinders on to all the bullshit on the outside world. Yeah, I think so. I think, like, I don't know. I... If if it takes a while to hit your stride for sure with business, this is... I'm trying to... Like, there's so many thoughts coming through yeah, my brain like how That's to a, train that was, a, how that was to, a complex question. yeah no it's okay <laughs> um I think that like you once you've like really hit your stride with your business you you start to get like a sense of purpose mm. I don't know um not that I felt like I didn't but I mean I never just personally like I've never had like the like the desire to have children like yeah, it's yeah. never once ever in yeah. my entire life like ever happened and so not that I felt like I was without purpose, but I just feel like there's, there are always going to be people that come into your life. Like I used to think that everyone was inherently good. Mm. And like I think too when you work in corporate, you – are surrounded a lot with like-minded people. Yeah, it's, um, it's jaded. And people from like a similar background. So it can kind of 
continue that idea. Echo that, chamber. Like, what do you call it? Like an echo chamber. Like an echo chamber, yeah, yeah. exactly. They can kind of con- con- like continue that idea or kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know if that's the right way to use that, but yeah. like where you're like, oh yeah, people are like me, they think like me, they have similar educational background, blah, blah, blah. And then like when you get out on your own and you're starting your business, you're encountering like a lot mm. more people from different mm-hmm. backgrounds. I mean, whether that's in hiring, yes, um, working with employees, whether that's just like, I think... For me, too, it's also been in dating. Like, I, when I was in my 20s, I feel like I dated a lot of people who were from the same background as me and have the same value system. But then now I meet people a little more organically. And, like, I don't know, like, where they're coming from, what yeah. they're doing, what their values are, everything like that. And so I think, like, for me, so background for everybody is I made this, I made this like, Instagram story post because on February 13th because um, okay, I felt yeah. like it was – it was the eve of Valentine's Day, and it was like literally the first time that I can remember where I didn't care about Valentine's Day, and not in like a fuck Valentine's yeah, Day, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. a like I don't tomorrow's need this. February tomorrow's February fourteenth. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tomorrow we're running one hundred forty thousand. We're yeah. printing one hundred forty thousand pouches of Jaju pierogi or Jaju pierogi, and I have to go to Providence and sign off on these colors, and that's what I'm doing tomorrow. But like, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, other than that, like, it wasn't like. Like, what is so-and-so going to do for me tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Like, to show me that he loves me or something. And, like, now that we're in this business and it's coming together and, like, I just feel, I mean, everything is so dynamic in the business. Like, and so you just have to start to, you have to understand that when you are, when your business is growing, one of the major things on the line is your mental health. Mm. Like your mental health is a huge asset to the business. And if you are distracted in any way, you're yeah. literally losing money. Yeah. Um, and not that money is the everything, but like you're putting your business at right. risk, you know? And so like I felt at times over the past years, whether it be, yeah, exactly. Like a bad experience with an employee or from a dating or family or whatever, ever outside forces might be. That like I have lost, like I have lost many hours during a week because I've been upset or distracted by that, whatever it is. Um, and so like that's really what my focus is or my tune or whatever you want to call it. Uh, my mentality is for this year is like know that what you're doing is or has the potential to be very big. Yeah. And like surround yourself with people that – make you feel stable like mm-hmm. and like it was like, such a juxtaposition right because like what i'm hearing from you is life you almost had the realization and i'm putting words in yeah. your mouth so confirm yeah. or not but you almost had the realization that life ultimately is a single player game yeah like I mean, at the end of the I, day I haven't, yeah it's i you. haven't thought that way but and it is like yeah. I, so i have about my own life and stuff but at the same time it's like the weird thing about that is like it's way more fun doing it with other people yeah it's like yeah. it's weird like uh right and, and like war, but i think too though like for me i always say like i feel the opposite of lonely like yes. obviously i'm super active on social media like i'm always interacting with people there like i have such good friends i have great people in my life and like those people, yeah, they're not, like, I don't have a boyfriend, I'm not married, like, I don't have kids, but, like, those, that's, like, the societal mm. norm. Yeah, you're doing what you like. But, like, I don't, yeah, I feel, like, so fulfilled in my relationships that I, I don't know, and, and I just value the fact that they lift me up. Yes. Right? Yes. And so, I've just been, like, this, going into this year, I was, like, I gotta focus, like, Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on the dating apps. Like, I just was like, who are these people? Like, just mm. like Rocky, you know, and like yeah. giving up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so not that that's, I mean, if you're in that place in your life, it's fine. But for me, it was just like, just understand, especially if you're in these certain growth points in your business, like making like the relationships that you have can really you know, can really make or not make or break necessarily. They're not going to like sink your business, but they can cost you in different ways. So Mm -hmm. when you're at that point, like just curate who you have around you. And like, even for me, it's like the exercise, not just the, it's not just 
people, but it's like the exercise, the like your home, your I, diet. Your work is such a reflection of how things are going at home. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. If, if like if yeah. the bed's not made, it's hard yeah. to go to work and yeah. do well, right? Yeah. Like, or just yeah, just so so it's just creating like this real environment around yourself that allow you to be yeah. productive. Homeostasis. Like yeah. get, allow you to be spot. productive. So for me I was just like I feel appreciated, I feel successful and like <laughs> this is I mean we're going into like uh, last week, like when I checked into my hotel in Orlando, I got a message from my ex-boyfriend that from like that we broke up like 10 months ago. And it was just like, it kind of like reaffirmed a lot of these things that I'm saying. He was just going on about how he felt like he had, he like ignored me for like 10 months. So I would be like, Hey, like, how's it going? Like just being friendly. And he would yeah. just like ignore me. So he like, he butt dialed me, like butt yeah. video dialed me like two weeks ago. And then also like didn't acknowledge that. And I was like, I have no idea who this person is. Like what is going on? Why can't they just be like, sorry. But then he messaged me and he went on and on about how like, I like he had to keep me at a distance cause he didn't want to mislead me in any way. And I was like, uh, bro. Like I'm doing big things now. Like right. I don't like you right. think that. Right. And so it just like reaffirmed this whole idea. It's like, okay, like you're like focus on these big things mm -hmm. that you're doing yeah. and just like keep, I don't know. It was just like this moment where I was like, we crossed paths for like, a, like then, but like you're here, here now. And I'm like on this path yes. that's like up. And don't you feel so. like it's kind of hard? Like, uh, I, the way I like hearing you talk, I think about like experiences in my own life mm -hmm. where there are times when you're working 18 hours a day. Yeah. And I remember being a little kid being like, I never want to do that. And then you're realizing that like the harder the you work, almost the more you can handle. But it's because, oh, yeah. but it's because you're in like a sweet spot. Yeah. And like, I feel like parsing out the stress being good stress versus bad stress oh, yeah. is such a challenge. But, but like what I feel like I've, I've noticed over like through your posts and then obviously through this conversation yeah. in the last four months is like, I feel like the business has helped you kind of parse through oh, yeah. what's good and bad for you. And it, it's, uh, it's actually been my favorite part of working here has been like, yeah, it's good. And I get to make money and I do all this stuff, but I feel like the personal growth way outweighs the professional growth yeah. because you got to do that in the dark when no one's looking for you to be able to do the other things. So it's like such a, it's so funny. You know, you talked about the money not being important. It's like, I feel like the journey of it is the, yeah. uh, it's so cliche. It's yeah. so cliche, but when you're living it, it's like this fucking rules. Well, just, yeah. I mean, I feel so excited about everything new that is yeah. happening. Waking and, up tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. like, Obviously, there's stress for sure, but it's, you know, I'm like, oh, God, like tonight I have to go home and work on like the Whole Foods right. presentation because they finally responded to me. <laughs> um, and like, we'll send them the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm just going to send them the rap. My, right? my fire manager was like, you got to send them the rap video. I, you, should. Um, you should. But like, yeah, I, I definitely get excited about the challenges. And I think, yeah, just knowing like what's important at that moment in your life. And, yeah. um, but like going to what, back to what you're saying about like, you know, you never thought you work 18 hours a day, but it's almost like it gets easier. So funny, <laughs> I've taken on like I'm starting something I want to do after Jaju or like I don't know when that will happen, but uh, is like more consulting. And yeah. so I've taken on like my first client. Okay, very cool. Uh, I'm consulting for an ice cream company called Holy Cow Ice Cream. They're based in the North Shore, but they have like this crazy following and they really get it, which I enjoy. Like they get yes. good business. Cause yeah. sometimes you work with businesses and you're like, okay, like there's not like a business sense mm -hmm. here. Like mm -hmm. you, you know, I don't know, like who's going to buy this product? Like, does anyone ever ask for this product? Like yes. that kind of thing or like the branding is off. Like just, you know, sometimes you're like fundamentals, e fundamentals, but this brand, this company like gets it, the branding, they get the social media, like the social media, they understand, but they, so they've, hired me to help them with their distribution strategy oh, cool. and um, also like shipping, like uh, B2C shipping. Um, I think there's like other opportunities as well, but like I definitely can still help with some of the distribution branding and whatever, but it's, I, my sister is like, I can't even, and I'm like, honestly, 10 hours a week working and like I work like three days for three hours or whatever. Yeah. It's ha helped add like structure to yes. my day yeah. or to my week. 
Because when you're working for yourself, it's just like one endless work day. Like it's like seven days a week where you can be working and like sitting at your computer and mm. like being like shiny objects, like ding, 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 ding. Like what am I working on now? So now like having that to break up my week because like, okay, before, before I go there, I'm doing this. After, I'm working on this. Yeah. Tuesday, I'm doing this because I'm free. Like, it's just more adds more structure to it. Time so, but yeah, um, I'm being. Ex- I feel like I'm at one of the most productive moments of my life right now. Mm. We'll see how long it Isn't lasts. That fu- it, no, it's, I think it's yeah. funny. Well, I think it's not. To your point on the mental health thing, it's not a it's not a detriment when you're enjoying it. Yeah, because it's fulfilling. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. having so much fun even when they can. That's how I honestly we're fun. It's funny we're living a, a very similar lifestyle now because because yeah. I was in Atlanta this week and it was like I went to dinner, brought my iPad to dinner because I was eating dinner alone, and then I got oh, back yeah. to the hotel room and I was like. I guess I'm just gonna work for like two and a half more yeah. hours. Like it's like oh, I'm here and I'm enjoying yeah. what I'm doing and there's yeah. no one around. But yeah. And I think it's, uh, I think to 22 year old Mark, that is crazy. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy talk. So yeah, I mean, we're. I will say like we're from a family that loves to work. Same. I have that. Right. I definitely yeah, have, I have that, that DNA too. Yeah. too. But like there was just something about the college kid that was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to be like youthful my rebe- yeah. rebellion. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, if I don't have enough to do, I'm just like a lot. Going soul. nuts. I don't know what to do. So anyway, and that's, that's, a, awesome. that's part of it too, is like going into co-packing, like going fully rem- Like I came back from Costa Rica. I was in Costa Rica at the end of January and I came back and like I left and I was in production and I came back and we were no longer. And I was yeah. like, it was like, it took me a good like 10 days to get, to get my bearings. Adjust, yeah. Like, what I, do we do? I was yeah. like, first of all, I just got off vacation. So like, what day is it? Yes. And then like, now I'm fully remote. So like, really what day? Oh, and then I'm going to Orlando for a trade show. Yeah. So it's like, and I was- rapping. And rapping. Yeah. And then like, working these days and like, putting my smile on and like, interacting with everybody. Awesome. And then, then my flight got delayed from like 8 p.m. to like 11 p.m. And then got in at like 2 in the morning. It's just like a lot of this whole blur. Um, so yeah, so it's- it's it's a good time. That's I'm really awesome. I feel like honestly this is like the most fulfilled I've felt in like as far as long as I can remember. Oh, well, congratulations. So cheers. I know you have more that's, beer in that bottle. Yeah, we're gonna get some more, I think. Um, <laughs> but th- hey, thanks for coming on. Yes. And like and like I think you gotta come back and keep checking in. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the next uh phase of yeah, I of think the business or the next phase of your my career. My personal, I know. Yeah, so. The consulting or, or whatever. I know that's a whole other can of worms. That's yet to be totally mm-hmm. open. But I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your score. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>